This is the 2448 Podcast. What's up everybody? I'm Matt Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and this is the 2448 Podcast. This show focuses on improving your finances, your side hustles, and moving the fire service forward through honest discussion. Let's get going. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 2448 Podcast. My name is Matthew Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and today we are focused on making ends meet. We are continuing our discussion around workplace retirement plans and uh, retirement investing in general, and today we're going to be discussing how much should you be investing. This is a question that I get all the time. How much should I be investing? I don't I don't know how much I need to retire on. It's a valid question. It's a very good question. And it's one that you need to put some thought and consideration into to make sure that you are making a good decision now for your financial future. If you have any questions over this episode, my email is matthew at forwardfocusfp.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W at forwardfocusfp.com. Feel free to reach out to me there on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Feel free to slide up in my DMs if you want. Moving on. So how do you determine how much you should be saving for retirement? Whenever I get asked this question around the station, I normally delve into a really long uh, dissertation around what the safe withdrawal rate is and what that means for what you should be investing now. And I'm going to do my best to distill it down into the most important factors uh, to help you determine what you need to be saving for retirement. And it all really starts with your expenses. So if you're not already doing a budget, this can be a hard number to come up with because in order to figure out how much you need in retirement, you need to know what you're going to spend on a yearly basis. And if you're a young man like myself, I'm only 29, well, it can be very hard to predict what you'll be spending, you know, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. So these are truly just guesstimates, but a guesstimate is much better than Um, nothing. So do a budget, figure out what your household expenses are, look into the future. When is your mortgage going to be paid off? Uh, How old are your children? Are they going to be out of the house when you retire? These are all things that you can factor into your retirement expenses to get you closer to the appropriate number. So when you are trying to figure out this number, start with creating a household budget and then look 30 years out and see what it'll be then. Maybe your mortgage is gone. Boom. That's a lot, uh, a large expense that is gone. Maybe your kids are grown and you expect them to be on your own, not still living in your basement. Well, that's a large expense gone. So you can take a look at what you're spending now and remove some of these large expenses, maybe increase in other areas such as medical spending or maybe travel or, or come up with a, you know, a reasonable 
number on a yearly basis of what you might spend. And then once you know what that number is, you can decide what your nest egg needs to be. And that is all based off of what's called safe withdrawal rates. Safe withdrawal rates is something that a guy named Bill Bingen came up with, uh, I don't know, maybe in the mid-90s, I guess, where he actually took a 60-40 portfolio, 60% stocks to 40% bonds. I think he used large-cap U.S. stocks, so that's stuff like your Apples and Netflixes and you know your big U.S. companies, and uh, I think U.S. treasuries of some sort for the 40% bond portfolio, and he compared it for many, many market simulations for different 30-year periods to see what rate of withdrawal from your portfolio could sustain your retirement income without ever running out of money. And the number that he came up with was 4%. So something to consider about the 4% safe withdrawal rate is that it is actually a uh, income floor. It is kind of Uh, You want to be able to live well off of that number, but historically the safe withdrawal rate is, you know, around six and a half percent and 96% of the time, I think with a 4% withdrawal rate in different 30 year market simulations, you actually ended up never getting into your nest egg. And in many times you end up with as much as double your initial portfolio. So it's very a lot of you know a lot of people will be like well I don't want to just you know have my money just build up and never use it yeah I understand that but you also don't want to be sharing a plate with your dog enjoying Alpo at age 75 because you had a 12% withdrawal rate and it couldn't sustain your income so it's important to focus on that worst case scenario where you never want to run out of money because your livelihood depends on that in retirement and in order to do that you need to base your nest egg off of the 4% safe withdrawal rate. And then maybe once you get into retirement, you realize that your portfolio is doing very well, you can ratchet up or ratchet down as you uh, see fit. So we got the 4% safe withdrawal rate. We got the yearly expenses that you're spending now. Let's combine those two topics to figure out what your nest egg should be. So kind of the easy math on this is you take that, you know, your retirement expenses. So let's say you've sat down, you've done a budget and you think that you can live well off of $40,000 a year. Your home's paid off, your children are moved out. Uh, Your expenses are very low, and this includes some travel and things of that nature, but otherwise you don't really spend a whole lot of money, and you think $40,000 a year drawn out of your portfolio would be plenty to sustain your lifestyle. So how much of a nest egg do you need for that to be sustainable through retirement? It's actually quite easy. You take $40,000. And you can divide that by 4%. And what you get is $1 million. You can either divide by 4% or you can multiply by 25. Either way, you need a million-dollar portfolio to sustain that over time. 
And that sounds like a lot. Oh my God, a million dollars. It's really not that much when you do some thoughtful planning over a 30-year time frame of a career. So let's just consider a quick scenario of a 25-year-old gentleman who has been in the fire service for a couple of years, and he's getting serious about making sure he's on track for retirement. He's got some young children. He's got a wife at home. He wants to make sure that he is going to be able to walk away from the fire department one day and enjoy a nice retirement lifestyle. Well, if he's been on the department for a couple years and maybe he had a job beforehand where he also had a 401k, let's just imagine that he had about $25,000 in retirement assets as of now. And he needs a million to, you know, with to sustain the $40,000 income in retirement to live the lifestyle that he thinks he will enjoy. And I want you to keep in mind when we're doing this that 30 years is a long time. So this will change over time, but it's important to just get a grasp on what you should be aiming for. As time goes on, you can hone that aim in. You can get closer and closer. You can increase your savings. You can decrease your savings based on how you're doing. But it has to start somewhere. And having an awareness around this, around your aim, is going to allow a path to begin to unfold in front of you. So, I always suggest people just go on. You can. There's like a million of these calculators out there. And these things aren't extremely robust, but it's a lot better than doing nothing. Go to Google, type in retirement calculator or investment calculator or anything like that, and pull up an investment calculator. Personally, I always go to Bankrate whenever I'm just doing some simple calculations. They have a ton of calculators on there, and that's what I use to just come up with some rough calculations when I'm not using my financial planning software or Excel or anything of that nature. And you can create or you can find that uh, savings rate that is reasonable for you pretty quickly and see if that's what you're doing and see if you need to change things and go from there. So back to the example, 25-year-old fireman, he's got $25,000 in current uh, retirement assets, he wants to know whether or not he is going to be able to hit the million dollar mark by the time he retires at age 55. So what I've got in this calculator right now is this is just the 401k employee savings plan calculator that's on bankrate.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's, you know, a pretty reasonable calculator. So currently we have it set up to contribute 15% of his income. We got an annual salary of $46,000. Showing an annual salary increase of 1%, which would probably be more than that, but I'm just being conservative here. Current age of 25, age of retirement 55. Current 401k balance of $25,000 and an annual rate of return of 7%. So at $46,000 a year, let me bust out my handy-dandy calculator, 15% of that is 
hundred. So let's just round up. He's investing seven thousand dollars a year into this four hundred one k plan. Does he hit his goal? Well, without any employer match, we're not considering that right now. He would end up with, based on this calculation, nine hundred and thirty-seven thousand seven hundred and forty-six dollars in his 401k account. That is very, very close. So let's bump it up to 16% and see what happens. 987,576. Much closer. Let's go to 17% and see what happens. Ah, we have tracked the million dollar mark. So at a 17% contribution rate, which would be $7,820 a year or $300 a paycheck, he has now hit the million dollar mark, which should be able to sustain his retirement income using the safe withdrawal rate. So, and this doesn't take into account any other income from a spouse or anything like that. We're just going solely off of his income and his investments. So whenever you do this, take your whole picture into account. If your husband or wife has access to 401ks and they're investing as well, put it all together and see what happens. So now let's go back to the original 15%. Okay, so we're back to the $937,746 after 30 years. Now let's add in the employer match. So my county, my fire department, they match uh, 8%. They give you 7%, then if you give 2.5% to, uh, to your 457, they give you an additional percent to give you a total contribution of 8% on the employer end. So let's put that in there here. And now with total employee contributions over this 30-year time frame of 242,416 and total employer contributions of 129,288, that brings your 401k balance up to $1.3 million after 30 years. That gives you a little bit of room, uh, a little bit of breathing room on top of the million that you absolutely need to maintain your minimum lifestyle. And you almost get there just on, on your savings alone. So if you were to ever lose that employer match or if you went to a different employer that didn't offer that type of benefit, you know that you're going to be pretty close as it is with that level of savings and you can ratchet up or down as you see fit. Now obviously this is just a quick rough scenario but just sitting down and spending 15 minutes doing this and com comparing your current savings rate to what this um, very high level overview analysis does for you can get you moving on the right path. It may be all you really need to get you moving on the right path. So take the time to do these types of things. Don't let your excuse of, oh, I don't know anything about investing or I don't know anything about retirement plans. Learn. I mean, you're already listening to this podcast, which is cool because that means you obviously have an interest in it. You want to know more. Now take the next step. Read some books. Google, Google is the most amazing thing ever created almost you can learn anything at the click of a keyboard and 
this information and when it comes to investing and retirement and these calculators, it's all just a keystroke away. Find it. Don't get overwhelmed by the information because it's very easy to do that, but just do some simple calculations like we've described here and see if you are on track to hit your retirement goal. And once you've kind of come up with that bare minimum of where you'd like to be at retirement, then you can start planning for best case scenario, worst case scenario. You can start running scenario analysis type things to see, okay, well, what would happen if we saved 20%? Could I retire at age 50? What if we saved 30%? Could I retire at age 45? Things of that nature that, you know, right now, because you're stuck in the dark, you don't know a whole lot about it. You haven't uh, seen the light when it comes to the path you should be following seem like impossible tasks. But once you start increasing your awareness around these things, actually become doable. That's pretty much all I've got in this episode. I, I have this conversation a lot with, with firemen when I'm just working around the stations about what the safe withdrawal rate is and what that means for how much they should be saving. I'm going to put uh, a few links in the show notes that kind of describe some of the stuff, how you should be thinking about it. But most importantly, remember, do a budget. That allows you to know how much you're spending, which should be the basis for your nest egg, how much you actually need. And like I said, it's very hard to you know, move that expense number now in 2024, 30 years to 2050, and really know if it's going to be accurate or not. But it's certainly more accurate than not thinking about it at all. So do a budget. Calculate what your yearly expenses are. Imagine what they would be if you didn't have a mortgage and kids were out of the home and things of that nature. Or imagine what they'd be if you did still have a mortgage and had to pay for weddings and um, kids were in college. Imagine what those expenses might be and you know, do your analysis based off that. And once you've figured out that number of your yearly expenses, multiply it by 25, and that's roughly what your nest egg needs to be in retirement. And now that you know your nest egg number, go to a retirement calculator. Bankrate.com has tons of them. And back into your number of how much you need to be saving. Play with the rates of return to see, you know, if you get a 10% rate of return, what what does that mean? If you only get 6%, what does that mean? I like to aim on the conservative side of these things and make sure that, okay, if, you know, I'm personally, I'm invested in a fairly uh, risky portfolio by most standards, but, you know, let's assume that I only made a 6% return over the next 30 years. Would I still be able to retire? And that's kind of how I like to think about how much I'm contributing. So I could make it if I only got 6%, but if I end up getting 10, man, that's just icing on top of the cake. That's fantastic. But run through that retirement analysis. Run through a calculator. See how much you need to be saving. And then if that number jives with what you're doing currently, fantastic. Keep on doing what you're doing. But if it doesn't, make the necessary changes, and move forward. I hope you found this helpful today. If you have any questions, reach out to me at matthew at forwardfocusfp.
www.ethanpeterspp.com. And always keep in mind the four simple rules for financial success. Spend less, save more, avoid financial ruin, and live your ideal life, not someone else's. Thanks for listening to the 2448 podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the show however and wherever you see fit. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you're interested in coming on as a podcast guest, please go to the Facebook page. There's a Google form pinned at the top. Fill it out, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. I hope you enjoyed the music. They are some friends of mine that make up the band All the Locals, and they were generous enough to let me use their music for the show. So check them out. They flip and rock. But until next time, y'all stay safe. Cheers. <laughs>